radioinfluence.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Pink Sun Val and coming here to beans. So, Frank, Pink Sun Val, do you want to tell everybody what's going on? Yes, the sun has turned pink. The sun is pink because of these California wildfire. A California. No, I'm so used to saying Canadian. it. Canada. 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 <laughs> it's the Canadians that have done it's, this to us the now. The Canadian fires. The Canadian fires. So they, the Nova Scotia is apparently uh, a, a, a an inferno, and all of a sudden yesterday I woke up. And I knew that Canada was having some fire problems, but, you know, that's just so far away and it's none of my business. So I just, it, whatever, until I woke up yesterday and I saw a little, you know, we're getting Aurora ready for breakfast and everybody's running around doing their thing, that that usual beautiful morning chaos. And um, I went back into the, the, the bedroom and I saw just a an orangey pink square of light on the floor coming in through the window. And I said, well, that's odd. What is that? Is that? That can't be the sun. What is this? You know, because you maybe you'll get something like that at dusk, uh, at night, uh, sometimes in the summer. But it's a lot more orange than it is pink. And I, so I started thinking, is it a lamppost from outside? But that doesn't. They're not that color anymore. They're the, that icy blue. Oh yeah, the, the I, fake. I, yeah, the LED light color. Terrible. Give me the soft white. The soft white lamps again. But then I, I looked outside and I said, what the hell's going on? That's when all the uh, the words are getting around. Hey, this is the the smoke from Nova Scotia that is swirling down here. The Yankee game was like I, like somebody had a smoke machine on. For real. I, I have an air advisory today here in, in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Um, and I have a map on screen right now with all of these terror, like the whole country, basically the whole East Coast, especially the Northeast is blanketed in this. And there's a thread here. Of course, this person from Capital Weather Gang says it's all because of global warming, Frank, but we're going to skip that tweet and look at the rest. New York. You no, know, fire is hot. <laughs> Somebody said the sun has pride. Mm-mm. No. New York City, Detroit, and Toronto rank among the top 12 cities in the world for bad air quality currently. The source of the smoke is the wildfires in Quebec, which erupted late last night amid record heat. I wonder who did it. There was a video I saw, and I can't corroborate whether it's real or not, of a plane dumping flames. And, th- and someone said, this is where your fire came from. It was like like a week ago that, that I saw a that. A flame was dumping fire? Onto... A plane was dumping fire. That's what the video showed. A, right. a fire dumping plane. Um, strangely, the smoke situation in the east triggered by the fires in Canada could be worsened by new fires that may erupt between Michigan and New Jersey. Dry thunderstorms unheard of in the eastern U.S. could even erupt. What does that mean? What is a dry thunderstorm? Uh, I, I, it may have something to do with just what is going on in the air that... You know, there's so many more elements in the air that it, it can actually uh, have some sort of a an, a, a static electric static electrical discharge. It just could be because of the soot. Oh, um, I've, we have dry thunderstorms here all the time. A dry thunderstorm is a thunderstorm that produces thunder and lightning, but where most of it, the precipitation evaporates before reaching the ground. That happens well, here a lot. I guess I could have just said, "Sounds like a thunderstorm without rain, Tracy." Your explanation was much more interesting. <laughs> I might and I'm, I might be wrong, so I should have generalized it more so I could have only have ever been right. I'm just going to repeat what you said to everybody verbatim forever. Yeah. And just quote me. Say if I'm wrong it's because of because of that 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 freak that I do the morning show with. <laughs> um when will this end? It's not clear. Prevailing winds will keep cycling smoke into the eastern US for the next few days as long as fires burn. In Quebec, the smoke will have to be dispersed somewhere. Now, I have I have a picture of Yankee Stadium yesterday on screen right now, um, and it, looks- it, it it wasn't an advantage, by the way. You lost. Yeah, and Aaron Judge might be out for like weeks and weeks and weeks. He sprained an ankle, I think. Somebody said in the chat, "Hey, 
Dry Thunderstorm, that's my ex-girlfriend's nickname. (laughs) 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 I'm just going to keep reading comments today on air. They're great. They're great. Um, And then, you know, from here, I guess we just have to wait and see. Just try and protect yourself because, trust me, there's a reason why they treat people for smoke inhalation. It's just not good for you. It's not good for you to breathe all this shit in yeah i know yeah i was outside it felt it, it felt a little uh coffee had a little cough last night it's so hard. we're gonna keep the baby inside eh, you know nothing too strenuous i got the the air filters going and it should be out of the way in the next couple of days and hopefully nobody else drops a cigarette on the side of the road up there you guys have to go check out um blue monster prep because they've got all the stuff that you need to protect yourself from this stuff there they just do um Okay, next, before we get into the heavy, heavy stuff, Frank, where you're going to really feast, I wanted to talk about the latest in presidential (laughs) announcements. It's just comical at this point. We had Tim Scott, Chris Christie, and Mike Pence. Chris Christie, that, that that must just be because he really likes the way that campaign events are catered <laughs> it, it, it has to be some sort of a catering thing where you know oh no, no they're really fun let's just do it come on it's a couple of months <laughs> it's a couple of months the catering is great it has to be well let's start with him because i have this great clip um that citizen free press made yesterday of his campaign announcement where there's a bunch of people behind him that are basically sleeping but this is what he had to say We're going to be small, smaller, and smaller. And smaller in every way. Smaller, smaller in the way. Smaller, smaller is getting smaller. Being small. Small, 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 smaller and smaller. Smaller, smaller, and smaller. Voldemort. Smaller, smaller, and smaller. Smaller, smaller, smaller. Smaller, small, smaller. Wishful thinking, Chris. Smaller, small, small, smaller. Small, smaller, small, small, small. So small, 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 small. We're going to. They're going to be very small, apparently. You know, they, they they always say there's a the, a long, um, it's a very old adage out there about never trust a skinny cook, <laughs> and I think that you can invert that for um, for Chris Christie when he talks about making anything small, just not. I gotta you tell can't. you, I'm in a room with a bunch of folks, and when this rumor was percolating out here last week that this was going to happen. The the jokes that perme that that percolated down the feed of that room, every fat joke I have ever heard in my life, and then some I'd never even think of in my life, were all on display. And then I came in and said, "So when's the announcement?" And everyone's like, "This is what you're gonna do. You're gonna break up this this flow with a a, da- a data question. What's yeah. wrong with you? Don't, why 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 are you taking this seriously, Tracy? So that that's that's the Chris Christie clip I had, but. Tim Scott went on The View, and I have never liked Tim Scott, and I really took a lot of heat because when I was running for um, executive committee woman, people asked me straight up about Tim Scott because I had made a comment because right after the election, Tim Scott said, I don't believe that there was election fraud, but I'm going to start a committee to investigate election fraud in the 2020 election. <laughs> and I was, And then Donald Trump endorsed him like literally three days later before he even left. Very weird. If I'm elected, I'm going to investigate the cause of the Titanic sinking. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of that going on. So here he is on the View with Sonny. I think this is Sonny. Is this Sonny the? I, I don't even know their names. I don't know if this is Sonny. Sonny Hostin. Austin. Is she Hostin? Is she? I don't know. She's the black one. Yes, that's her. Then Sonny. Sonny. We're gonna full screen it. It's almost three minutes long. Four minutes long. We're not gonna play the whole thing, but we'll play some of it. Because she just she just won't let him speak. She just won't let him speak. Here we go. You have indicated that you don't believe in systemic racism. What is your definition of systemic racism? Let me ask, answer the uh, question that you've answered. Does it ex- or does it even exist yeah. in your mind? Let me, let me uh, answer the question this way. One of the things that I think about, and one of the reasons why I'm on the show, is because of the comments that were made, frankly, on this show, that the only way for a young African-American kid to be successful in this country is to be the exception and not the rule. That is a dangerous, offensive, disgusting message to send to our young people today, that the only way to succeed is by being the exception. 
I will tell you that if my life is the exception, uh, I can't imagine. But, but I can't. But it is. But it's not actually. Here's here's. It's been here's 114 my, years. Yeah. So so the fact of the matter is we've had. An- She's telling him what his life is. Yeah. And she's sitting up there as the host of a major television show. Right, right, right. She's she's telling him that no, you're you're very, very lucky. You're very and lucky. S- and so am I. Nothing, so nothing you did is because you're worth the success. It's terrible. Here we go. African American president, African American uh, vice president. We've had two African Americans to be secretaries of the state. But isn't Kamala Harris not African American? Didn't they change her to be like Japanese or something? Asian. She's the first Asian. She's a little bit of Caribbean. She's a little bit of Indian. So um, they had to say Asian. Asian. It's Asian. Whatever. Uh, in my home city, uh, the police chief is an African-American who's now running for mayor. The head of the highway patrol for South Carolina is an African-American. Still in, 19, in 1975, um, there was about 15 percent employment in the African-American community for the first time in the history of the country. It's under 5 percent. 40 percent homelessness and 50 percent of, of, of the folks get, in our community. Get 13 percent of the population. You had a chance to ask the question. I know I've watched you on the show that you like people to be deferential and respectful. So I'm going to do the that same is thing. True. So here's what I'm going to suggest. I'm going to suggest the fact of the matter is that progress in America is palpable. It can be measured in generations. I look back at the fact that my grandfather, born in 1921 in Sally, South Carolina, when he was on a on a sidewalk, a white person was coming, he had to step off and not make eye contact. That man believed then, with some doubt now, in the goodness of America, because he believed in having faith in God, mm-hmm. faith in himself, and faith in what the future could hold for his kids would unleash opportunities in ways that you you cannot imagine. Every kid today can look, just change the stations and see how much progress has been made in this country. ABC, NBC, CBS, ESPN, CNN, Fox News all have African-American and Hispanic hosts. So what I'm suggesting is that the yesterday's exception is today's rule and for us to so suggest America has met its promise no of course the the concept of america is that we are going to become a more perfect union but in fact the challenges that we face 50 years ago and 60 years ago should not be the same challenges that we face today and here's the way that you you measure that when my mother was born about 10 percent of african americans got a high school degree wow. diploma today is over 90 percent when you look at the income when you look at the income success that That's we've had, HBCU stat. Well, listen, HBCU stat is. A- Does she even have eyebrows? Or are they just painted on her face like that? I don't. I don't even know what I'm looking at. Sorry, that's not like substantive, obviously. But I, I these people are so fake. Is my point. I think at, yeah. at some point in this clip, I'm going to keep playing it because as I'm reading, at some point in this clip, the producers come out to shut him up. Would they shut him up? Yeah, here, we'll just keep watching it. A good one, because one of the reasons why I took the funding for HBCUs to the highest level in the history of the country, and then I helped make it permanent, is because I believe that education is the closest thing to magic in America. So I'm about making sure that our kids have as many opportunities to succeed as possible. It's one of the reasons why. I need an opportunity to succeed, because I have to go to... We have more time, though. They're big... I'm just getting started i believe all people can see the success that i've had oh we'll be right back okay you see um yeah well obviously it's a it's a break it's a a a feckless group of of uh, yappy women who really don't know how to handle themselves outside of their their little uh their little approved um you know note card of of things to say and jokes to crack but i hate when people say things about america fulfill well so you believe america has fulfilled its promise there is no promise there's no promise what have you promised yourself there's no promise there's no social contract that everybody talks about that doesn't exist that we are all born to serve even though you can't find it anywhere there's no promise but what you've done for yourself and that's what he's talking about. And that's what anybody, Larry Elder, uh, Thomas Sowell, uh, you know, uh, uh, Jason Riley, anybody who has talked about this this ongoing assault on the minds of, of uh, the ethnic minority men, women, and children for generations now to keep them in this state of, in, uh, of mental and spiritual inferiority, that's the real problem here. 
But they're all I white mean, people, though, as per Whoopi. They're not really black, so. Yeah, I know. Yeah, those those are the ones who who uh, supposedly drank the white Kool Aid, and uh, and they've they've started to believe in themselves. And and you know, hey, I say drink up. If everybody just starts getting lucky after they start <laughs> taking taking control of their lives, then maybe more people should just do that. This is what there he's talking about, Benny. At the end. <laughs> I'm sorry. We will fulfill the notion that this is a nation that can become more perfect. And what I am concerned about fixing the structures and the what, systemic racism that it is embedded in. Producers with the applause, the applause sign went on and, real quick for that one. Yeah, and then they. Can, we don't have to agree on the fact that the Wait, your definition. Go up and tell him. Yeah. Don't tell him. Tell, tell him from the mountain. <laughs> we have to go to commercial. We'll come back. You're gonna. You guys. This is nothing, Benny. Benny, I'm sorry, Benny, but you. This is just clickbait. It's bad. That, that it, 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 that, that's just how the view runs itself. Yeah. I mean, obviously they have commercial breaks and all that stuff. Uh, it, it, some of that is strategic as well. If they are have lost control of a a guest and he's not looking bad enough, but you know, but you 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 don't think that there's systemic system systemic system. Oh, people love that. It's it's three syllables. The three syllable word makes you sound like you're a scientist or something like that. And um, and of course, nobody actually tells you about the system, how it's completely controlled by everybody who thinks the way that Sonny Hostin thinks. So the system, uh, whatever is systemic, why, why are you so, why do you punish yourself then? You have control of literally everything. Why the hell do you punish yourself? This whole ver like thought that, that these people that call themselves any minority are actually minority anymore or treated as such is insanity. We're minorities. <laughs> we get nothing and we'll be happy. Unbelievable. Hey, Frank, did you happen to see that a, a 36 year old high level intelligence official came out and said that the U.S. has retrieved the craft of non-human uh, uh, of non-human origin and that aliens are real and they have bodies? Well, uh, I did hear about this. I did have a former Pentagon UFO task force official. 36 years old. Right. Well, I mean, hey, we've been getting this from for years and years and years since the 40s about craft retrieval, body retrieval, where they were split up and sent respectively. Um, but as far as timing goes, you know, two things happen with, with with this. I I know that I I really I'm I I understand whenever there's media media gang ups on something, then it is just one of those things where I'm automatically dubious, and it does not mean that I'm not interested in the subject and don't believe that we are with uh you know I don't believe that we are without neighbors in this universe, but this also goes beyond media machinations here too. I also, I think everybody should beware, once media knows that the majority of people don't believe them on most issues, that in itself becomes a deception opportunity. You know, so think about it. Think about that. So they trot this guy out. The debrief has the article. Tucker actually in his first episode of um, his show on Twitter yesterday referenced this article. And the fact that this has happened, um, he says this guy Grush says the recoveries of partial fragments through and up to intact vehicles has been made for decades through the present day by government, its allies and defense contractors. And analysis has determined that the objects retrieved are of exotic origin, non-human intelligence, whether extraterrestrial or unknown origin, based on the vehicle morph morphologies and material science testing and the possession of unique atomic arrangements and radiological signatures. Now, he filed this with the Inspector General um, of the intelligence community, the ICIG, um, and he is now coming forward. And I have, you know, a Newsweek took it and, and went with it. And then I have this clip from News Nation where they introduced one of these dudes do you want to listen to some of it? Sure. UFOs exist. 
the U.S. government found quite a number of them, and they are indeed of non-human origin. Those are the explosive allegations from a former intelligence officer tonight in a whistleblower complaint that the inspector general is taking very seriously. 36-year-old Air Force veteran David Grush is exposing what he calls a top-secret military program that has reportedly found wreckage of fully intact UFOs. The government now calls them UAPs, or Unidentified Anomalous Phenomena. For years, there have been whispers and rumors that the government had yeah. aircraft of non-human origin. This report is the first evidence it might be true. The inspector general has called Grush's complaint urgent and credible. Tonight, we have a world television exclusive interview with the whistleblower in which he claims we not only have the aircraft, but the government has been keeping much of it secret from Congress and from the public. News Nation senior national correspondent Very Brian bad secret. Here with I mean, really? I, I mean, Bob, uh, I, I believe Bob Lazar. Yeah. I always have. Yeah. And and the question always comes down to origin. Where did this stuff, where was this sourced? How was it reverse engineered? Was it part of a barter? I never understood. I still have a lot of shady feelings about disclosure itself, because if there's just a, if we're talking about civilizations that are so far beyond what we have achieved technologically already, then why the hell would an earthly government be capable of shielding us from the the truth? Unless, um, I, well, don't, I don't know. That's, that's actually just, a good point I've never thought about. Like, why wouldn't they just show themselves? What, what's what's yeah. the threat? There is nothing that an earthly government would be, especially if they have malevolent intent and they wanted to really stir the pot. There's nothing an earthly government would be able to do to become a buffer between us and the revelation of their presence. Unless, of course, the earthly governments are the aliens. Ooh. There's been a lot of talk about that through the years, too. <laughs> I know. So there's, it's shape, shapeshifters, hybrid, hybridization programs. That's something that has been going on for a long time, the hybridization stuff. You know, but you can't. I was accused yeah. of being a shapeshifter once. Somebody slowed down a video of me and, uh, years and years ago and tried to say that I was a shapeshifting reptilian, Frank. Why? Did your eyes double blink? Apparently, I have another eyelid hiding under there that I'm not aware of. Like a crocodile. Like a crocodile. Here he is. Did former intelligence officials in the U.S. defense and intelligence establishment. Yes, I was. You were trusted with the most intimate secrets. Yes. Grush sitting down with award-winning investigative journalist Ross Coulthart, who's reporting for News Nation and has spent years reporting on the UFO question. What conclusion did you come to at the end of your time on the UAP task force? Uh, the UAP task force was refused access to um, a broad crash retrieval program. When you say crash retrieval, what do you mean? Uh, these are retrieving non-human origin uh, technical vehicles, you know, call it spacecraft if you will, non-human, exotic origin vehicles that have either landed or crashed. We have spacecraft from another species. We do, yeah. How many? Quite a number. You're kidding. No. I thought it was totally nuts and I thought at first I was being deceived, it was a ruse, people started confiding in me. They First of all, how do you think it's a ruse if you're working on the literal task force that is supposed to be investigating all this? Telling you, the, it's, it's the presentation of things like this in this fashion with this kind of pomp and circumstance, all that stuff, all the frills and the media attention and the seriousness with which it's reported. That makes me just say, I'm going to I'm going to shelve this one. I feel like he's about to start laughing. It sounds like a ridiculous canned ex uh, exchange. They like you said, me. how the hell can you say, I thought that this was a ruse? What was it? You just took a, a summer job? You, was this just like, okay, I don't care. The pay is good. Just give me <laughs> give me the top secret. Give me the high top secret. Yeah, I need a summer job at the top secret lab. I don't believe any of it. There's nothing going on here. But That's the whole, I mean, the whole thing is just here. I have plenty of current and former senior intelligence officers that came to me, many of which I knew almost my whole career, that can- Which was how long? You're 36. I, 
even if he started, I guess if he started at 18, he could be 18 years in. There's, there's no way he's 18 years in. No. How how can it be? Unless, unless he's an alien. Oh, Jesus. Now we're really going to, let's look at his eyes. Invited to me, they were a part of a program. They named the program. I've never heard of it. And they, they told me based on their oral testimony, um, and they provided me documents and other, other proof. Where are they? That there was in fact a program that the UAP task force was uh, not read into. Grush alleges the U.S. government has recovered non-human craft for decades. He's filed a whistleblower complaint saying he gave what he calls the classified proof to Congress and the intelligence community inspector general. News Nation has confirmed David Grush's credentials and resume. We've not seen or verified the alleged proof he says he's provided to investigators. He says he can't. But he's looking through it right now on that desk as they get a shot of him from across the room show us the proof for national security reasons oh he also they can tell us about it but they can't i don't believe any of this i don't believe it i guess that sucks but it's true does anyone out there believe it if you believe this type of one if you don't type a two this yeah this one i don't i don't i just don't know what the angle is but there's a lot of um i don't know i i don't think it should be it should be discounted as a, a subject that needs to be investigated because I think that there's a lot of really interesting overlap between ancient history, biblical history, things like that. Uh, there's a lot of people out there who have just taken to this idea that, oh, well, there there is no life except us and that anything to the contrary is strictly demonic, strictly demonic, and it has to be it has to fit to a very rigid uh, religious purview, which um, I think is is very very limiting for for God. I don't I don't I don't know why I could never bring myself to limit God to just us. Um, and uh, so I, I, that's the thing I I often I often struggle with now and it, how to how to get to deeper deeper places. And I, I'm going to be doing a, a show on this Friday night with Timothy Alberino. And uh, and I have more people coming on. In fact, I think George Norrie is going to be coming on the show uh, in the in the end of the uh, month. I don't know how that's going to go though. That that should be interesting. <laughs> you know, I did Plandemic, uh, the the premiere over the weekend. You know who that movie was based on? Basically, a lot of it anyway. G. Edward Griffin. Just the whole way that that movie was done was so beautiful. Uh, yeah. And I, I have to tell everyone, I was surrounded for five days with people from all different political persuasions and belief systems and, you know, whatever. And it, nobody fit into a box. Nobody did. And we all agreed on one thing. Freedom. Every single person, whether they believed in more, you know, Democrat ideology or it didn't matter. It wasn't even barely spoken about. And that movie was killer. It was just so good. And it was crazy doing that live show. Gotta be honest. It was it was surreal. Like they had the they had it was just a production. It was like a high end production. And um they were they had the the what's the name of it? The camera that's on the moving thing that moves up and down and a doll I forget what they call it. And then I had a thing in my ear and then JP Sears took over halfway through on the red carpet and it was just fun. Um, but the people were, were even more fun. There were people with Kennedy shirts on and there were people with Trump shirts on and there were people with, you know, nobody had a Biden shirt on, but I don't think anybody supports Biden. So that's why. Um, movie was great. Movie was I, great. I, I really enjoyed it. We watched it over the weekend and, um, you know, it's a, First of all, all that stuff with G. Edward Griffin—that's that's very famous. That nineteen, um, I think that's a 16, 1969 video that he did on communism. Um, it, it's it's very essential stuff right there. And the last two times that he was on my show, we talked a lot about pieces from that and his start and all. And um, and I, whenever he comes on again, I think uh, that G. Edward Griffin is coming on again. Uh, next month before his he's doing a um a, another red pill conference i think in des moines iowa i wonder if mickey willis is going to be there I don't, um, I don't know but but it, he did it from jekyll island last year didn't he the red pill conference yeah 
I I thought that he did it somewhere near Colorado. He did it at some point in the past couple of years. His conference was at Jekyll Island. Well, that's something that sounds like something he would do. Yeah, yeah. Just, now, just I know he's done things in Arizona, Colorado. They just had something canceled in Montana, and that's why he had to move it to Des Moines. But um, he's great. The it's way- great. It's, it was it was well done. And the end of the movie was uplifting and positive, and that's hard to do after what they put us through for most of it. My favorite part was Mickey standing around the Bernie supporters being like, am I hypnotized? What the hell's going on here? Like, you had Mickey on the show. Yeah, a couple of times. And I think he's coming back too. But that's why I was saying, I, I, when when I saw him at, when I saw him appear on screen as a producer and host and narrator for the first pandemic film, I knew, oh man, I got to get this guy on and I got to ask him about his transformation because I, I knew him from 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew that just by how he was working out there in Hollywood, where we met him at YouTube studios and um, and then just knowing him through Facebook and seeing his kind of posting and his interests and very progressive guy. I mean, checked all the boxes was for all the causes and I, so I knew that the story of his getting from there to here was going to be sensational. That's why the first time he came on, I said, all right, Mickey, Spill tell it. us what happened. And, 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 and that's what he said. I was actually campaigning around the country with Bernie Sanders. And it was there. I realized that these people just don't like America. And um, you know what? I, I hope that as far as the uplifting uh, aspect, I really do love that they they focused on psychological projection, especially the projection of their strength and their numbers. They are not they are not bigger than us. Mm-mm. Never. I mean, I, I we know how these elections results end up. We have our theories about why they are able to pump out ridiculous otherworldly numbers. But we know that while they have stacks of paper, we have real beating human hearts, and that's the one thing that we always have to keep. Keep in mind. Yeah, and J.P. Sears's message was just like that. I said, you know, it's about fear versus love. That that was like the whole theme of the revolution with Ron Paul. That's why love is highlighted in his in his word. Um, you saw that at the at some of the vaccine mandate protests that were going on. Again, people from all walks of life joining together. Political ideology didn't really matter. They were all after the same thing, which is freedom. And speaking of which, I have uh, Tim Tim Ballard here because Mel Gibson apparently is doing something pretty amazing, Frank. And it looks like Mel's jacked. D- have you seen him recently? Yeah. You know who Mel Gibson looks like? Who? Or who looks like Mel? Dell Dell Bigtree looks like Mel Gibson. The girls in the chat in my UDC chat were saying it, and they put a side by side, and I'm like, holy crap, they do look very similar. <laughs> when 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 was this taken? I want to know. Whoa. That's what I want to know. When was this taken? Damn. Damn. Go Mel. get a mail. If, if it's recently and he took, he took, I don't know if he took his beard off. He committed to that beard. But man, he, he and Jim Caviezel, they are on my list. I, I've got to sit down with those guys. Here's uh, Ballard. Ukraine got a phone call from Mel Gibson. He actually did the final edit of The Sound of Freedom. That's how we know each other, but not well, not well enough that I'd be getting phone calls. And he told me that he was in Budapest at the time. This was right hours after the invasion. And he said he supports a bunch of orphans in Ukraine and he was worried about them. And he asked if I could help get them out. So now I've got 12 from my wife, I got 13 others from Mel Gibson. And I'm thinking, okay, I got this list of kids I got to get out. Um, I told Mel, I said, you got to help me. This is going to be expensive. I won't ask you for direct donation, but can you help me film this? You know, let's film what's happening so we can get people to understand and they can support us. He said, no problem. He helped us get set up and started filming. Four months later, what I thought was going to be maybe a documentary about Ukraine ends up being a four-part docuseries that's almost done. It's being produced by DNA Films and executive produced by Tony Robbins. That's how crazy it got and how prophetic my wife was. When I showed up in Ukraine with a list of, I think, 20 names, the Ukrainians countered me and gave me over 10,000 names of orphans like that they didn't know where they were because of the chaos caused by war. 
And more importantly, and, and more frightening to me, was the fact that I know that human trafficking is a $32 billion a year business. It's the fastest growing criminal enterprise in the world, and I also know how kids get forced into that market. And it's through vulnerable situations, like in the aftermath of a hurricane, mostly in a developed country, or an earthquake, or in this case, a war. And so the traffickers call it harvest time. And that was the intel we were getting. And so we weren't just there to extract those kids, but look for leads. And it really was a miracle what happened. You know, it's, it's one of these things that, you know, faith precedes the miracle. I take a lot of comfort in the fact that there's only one time in the scripture where Jesus gets mafioso. It's righteous because it's Jesus doing it. But if you listen to his words, it's mafioso. He says that it would be better for you to have a millstone cast about your neck and you thrown to the bottom of the sea than that you would hurt one of these little ones, my children. That's mafioso action, sinking. And then there's this clip of Mel Gibson from I don't know how many years ago, pre-beard, where he says this. Full of the whole industry. I mean, it's a very strange place, Holly Weirdwood. Uh, <laughs> but it's, um, it's an odd place. And you, you imagine all these horror stories there that you think, boy, it seems as if I'm being sacrificed over here. No, that couldn't be true. And then uh, you realize that it is true. And, and you have to, I just left for a while and um, took a couple of years off, bought a place down in Australia and started digging holes and putting up fences and birthing cattle and all this kind of stuff. And it was, it was fun, you know, it was fun. It was, it was great and it was a good breather, you know. Yeah. And then of course the, the, the comeback, what a comeback, Lethal Weapon. Yeah. It was way it long bad, time ago. Lethal Weapon? I know. What year was that? That's all nine. Well, well, the first one was had to be eighty something, but they they did a couple of lethal weapons in the nineties, right? Yeah, I think they, there, there were like four or five of them, weren't there? Four or five lethal weapons. Uh, nineteen eighty seven was the first one. Then they're doing, yeah, much more in the nineties. Yesterday, um, Donald Trump released his plans for big pharma and the uh, investigation of the rise of autism, obesity, and infertility, what he's going to do. And he has his plan in which he talks about all the different ways that it could be possible that these kids are being harmed in, you know, in very early ages by autoimmune disease, autism, um, obesity, infertility, serious allergies, and respiratory challenges. What is going on? And there's, it's great and all, but there's one thing that is missing from the conversation that he never mentions. Vaccines. It's never mentioned. Not once in the two-minute clip that he made. He talks about every other issue under the sun other than the vaccine problem. Bothered me. But it's secondary to what's going on here. Bill O'Reilly came out yesterday and said this. What I found out is that Donald Trump is going to be indicted soon by special counsel Jack Smith on felony charges uh, that Mr. Trump removed classified documents from Washington, brought them to Florida when he should not have. That charge is coming this week, my anonymous source tells me. Now, as you know, I don't like anonymous sources, but in this case, there's no other way to report the story. This is a extremely reliable source. Thank you for watching. So Bill says, and he's rather close with the president or former president. He says that it's coming this week. Now, this indictment will be absolutely ridiculous like the rest of the nonsense that's going on. I don't know what. It just it, it baffles my mind that we're at a place where this is something that we're seriously talking about while Biden is running around and the FBI is hiding documents and, you know, Nobody's nobody's going after um, any of the, the, the ridiculous criminality other than Comer, who's going to hold Christopher Ray in contempt for not producing that form um, that he's supposed to produce. And didn't he only give it to Jamie Raskin and the other dude? What's his name? Jamie Raskin came out and made a comment about it saying that that investigation has been shut down 
and it's ended. And then Comer came out and said, no, that's not true. That investigation is ongoing. But I don't believe anybody anymore. I don't believe anybody anymore. Um, I I don't know what the FBI is doing. I doubt it's doing anything beneficial to the American public at all. Um, Somebody said in the comments, Bill O'Reilly's getting old. Did you see it? He's old. He's definitely getting old. Well, what is he? He has to be in his late 70s now. Hey, Siri, how old is Bill O'Reilly? Bill O'Reilly is 73 years old. Oh. Not in his late 70s. He looks a lot older than 73. Well, he's been through a lot. (laughs) He's been through a lot. By the way, uh, Lethal Weapon, there is a finale. A fifth and final Lethal Weapon film that has already been written and they i'm seeing that there is a potential production date that starts this year they got danny glover back and um after since the the last one in 1998 they finally have a a finale script ready to go so it said that um that they would be able to shoot that this year just better not get in the way of the resurrection film because that's the only one i care about i um is gibson involved in that yeah huh yeah but uh, as far as the Trump thing, so the first one, so this first indictment, I've seen a lot of people say that they 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 suspect it's going to be an easily dismissible, frivolous nonsense. But what what's the, they said, then I've had other people say that the second one that comes around, which will soon follow, it's going to be a lot more serious. What is that one about? Is that the Georgia thing? No, I don't think that they would be referencing that because that is a state local thing and it's it's i don't think that there's any teeth to it at all really so it couldn't be much more serious okay um there's you know rumblings of other stuff and none of it is corroborated enough for me to even say anything about but listen i'll say this if if some indictment comes out and is very serious and they have any teeth behind it i'll report on that honestly but this is all frivolous and surface level and bull nonsense at this point to me like if they come out what are they going to do they they, and the thing that gets me about it frank is this durham accepts just a oh i'm not coming in to talk to you and is like okay no problem james comey you don't have to come in it's fine special freaking counsel what the hell this this special counsel has everybody from the the maid to long lost relatives, to like secret service agents coming in under oath and, and you know, people giving documents and all kinds of other stuff and real clear investigations. Aaron, Aaron, I think it's Mate, how you you say it, um, did a report yesterday about how Durham purposefully sidestepped any investigation whatsoever into, into the supposed and alleged DNC hack. So it was always just going to be a nonsense BS investigation by Durham, which thankfully early on I was able to say because I could see what he was doing with these charges, which were nonsense. It's just a dual-sided justice system. There, you know, the only hope we have at this point is the very slim majority in the House of Representatives. And even they're doing, I think they're really like Comer and them are actually doing their best right now. But why aren't there impeachment proceedings going on right now? There's actionable material for impeachment of Biden. At this very moment, there are like 13 different things he could be impeached on, and the House is not doing it, even if it is just for show. You know, that's a great that's a great point. How they how many say, well, Donald Trump is twice impeached? Okay. Well, you know that you have the numbers right now in the House to impeach the other guy? You know, you can even the score and make this even more of a joke, even though that's not a joke. This is actually, this is actually warranted. They're not doing, I don't know. They're not doing anything. I, I have the clips here of the dueling, the dueling um, Raskin versus Comer interviews. We'll play that real quick. I didn't. Um, that's a, that's all that I know. Any indication that this document that you guys were briefed on today is part of an ongoing investigation? The... But, but, what I know is that the 
FBI Department of Justice team under William Barr and Scott Brady in the Western District of Pennsylvania terminated the investigation. They said there were no grounds for further investigative steps, so they ended that. Now, in terms of another investigation, uh, you know, I can't speak to that. I have seen nothing about that, and other than you know, published reports. So today, though, so, I guess what we're asking this document in particular is it part of an ongoing is it part of an ongoing then I must have missed that because I've not heard that this is part of any ongoing investigation. So people are asking, why is he wearing that on his head? Isn't he going through chemo or cancer treatment right now? Uh, who's this, Jamie Raskin? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's got cancer. So that's why he's wearing it. Now here's Comer. Oh, I had Comer. I had it. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? No, that's Trudeau being an idiot. I have that too. Here it is. So we've got sources in the DOJ who say that's not exactly true, that Scott Brady may have not continued with an investigation, but all of this was turned over to David Weiss in Delaware, who's heading up the Hunter Biden investigation. What, what do you know about this ongoing investigation? I know Jamie Raskins walked straight out there and lied to the American people. Uh, the FBI said four times in that briefing that he and I sat in, that this was part of an ongoing investigation. That was their primary reason for not wanting to release this document. So you're so saying he heard those words? He heard it four times, not once, not twice, not three times, four times. Because he seemed to have not heard it. Well, that's what he said he, did, he didn't recall. You always have to watch the words from these guys like Jamie Raskin. You know, Jamie Raskin's quite honestly had to feel uncomfortable uh, with some of the, the allegations in this form. And uh, when this forum eventually becomes public, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. It might become public, but I have zero hope that there's going to be any accountability for these people whatsoever. Ever. The entire FBI needs to be completely gutted and, and, and torn down with the CIA and every other damn freaking intelligence bureaucracy in this country. There's no other way. It, I mean, Steve Friend published a column for us yesterday or the day before Monday. And it's about how much time these, these, um, these FBI guys are getting off for like luxury, you know, meditation sessions and spa treatments. Here it is. FBI equals faith-based uh, institution. And, he, and Steve says it, it's basically faith-based to the trans agenda. And everything else. And they go through all, he goes through all this stuff. And the fact that they have Daskalakis coming in, the, the the guy that was in charge of monkeypox, the Satanist in charge of monkeypox. Remember him? Yep. The Church of Woke, Steve calls it. I'll put the... Do they, uh, still, have a, do they still pay? I mean, uh, that had to be a paid position. The monkeypox czar, is that still a position that has, um, that is being filled and funded? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But into the culture section of things, it's been on fire lately. A lot of, you know, a lot of crazy stuff going on around the world. Um, obviously, the What is a Woman movie reached like, what, 150 million views on... on... I, I saw it, it went up to 175 million views. It's, it's amazing. And then you've got Trudeau. I have this here. Listen, listen to him. He can't even get it straight anymore. I will never apologize for standing up for an LGDP, uh, LGT, LBG, LGBT. I know, I know. It's ridiculous. Isn't it ridiculous? Isn't it? And there's like, you know, basically a revolution going on right now where, where people who are gay are tired of, their, of all the work that they did to, to become, you know, just what they are and be allowed to, to marry or whatever is being absolutely destroyed on behalf of this child sacrifice for lack of a better word and they're speaking up and they're getting fired all over the place because they don't fit the two percent mold and then there's this sisters of perpetual indulgence you know what was it the dodgers that did this yeah. well it's going to i thought that they said it was going to be on the 16th or so He's being she these people are being honored by by the California LGBTQ caucus. A caucus. 
It's just Satanism live. In, in, in It really is. I'm Scott Wiener, he said, while honoring the, the drag nun. Here's a clip. He's getting ready. I have the honor of representing San Francisco and Northern San Mateo County. It's hard to hear. Uh, in the California Look State at this Senate. person standing next to him. Purple hair, weird ass makeup on their face while just mocking the church. Sex clown. And then I'm looking at these pictures coming out of some of these pride parades, Frank. Like we talked about. Think about this guy standing there. This guy. This is the Scott Wiener guy that was trying to get rid of. Uh, he he. Uh, wasn't he the one that put his name to several bills that were really trying to uh, allow children to to be engaged with sexually? He 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 put his name to quite a few well yeah here's one senator weiner introduces legislation to end discrimination against lgbt people regarding sex offender registration yeah he, he's that type of guy that's the type of guy he is that's what that's what he obsesses over and um you know to see him or anybody standing next to this purple-haired face-painted sex clown um is really I don't know, man. David Lynch couldn't have brought us to this place. This couldn't have been made for, for late night, weird ass television, independent movies. This is so weird. It's this all, is reality. It's all very disgusting. And now uh, America First Legal is is taking shareholders um, that are angry and really want to know what the hell is going on because Target's market share has tanked the way it has and is suing Target for all their, well, they're not suing yet. They're asking Target as shareholders for their information that told them that somehow this this tuck-friendly bathing suit situation was going to be a benefit for their bottom line because they're ignoring all of that stuff in, in favor of this narrative that they're promoting all over the place. And I'm telling you right now, like the Mets over the weekend had their um, their Hall of Fame, you know, special. And mm -hmm. they put it, they panned up to the pride flag and the boos that erupted out of that stadium when they did that in New York City were overwhelming. Well, oh, I was, Tracy, they have outlived their popularity. It's gone. That, that's the one thing I'm so, ha I'm glad that we have reached the ceiling and that is it. Now the waters are starting to drip back down and we're draining. We're draining this room. You just see the the muck that was underneath this this bull crap about uh, about unity and and making the unwanted feel wanted and and being accepting of people and all that. That's all that crap is gone. They are po politically militant, crazy people, and people are pushing back. Um, we see the madness for what it is now. They do not even represent the people they say that they represent. And it's just, uh, it, there's nothing left but war because the whole idea of being able to peaceably um, present yourselves as, you know, just one of you guys, we're no different than you. That's that's wrong. You are, you are freakish. You are self-indulgent people who are looking to be honored and genuflected before. And all this other, it, it's I, gone. All that's left is war now. And uh, and and people are are not not taking to this nonsense anymore. I have this clip of of a school that went viral the other day. I'll just play it real quick. The volume is super loud though, so I'm gonna lower it a little bit so I don't kill you guys. Here we go. It's all these adults dressed up like clowns in rainbow wigs trying to get kids to, you know, give them the love and appreciation they never got or are looking for from society. They're putting this um, responsibility on children. They have indoctrinated children to be standing in the hallways with their rainbow flags. This is all about who you sleep with. Understand. This is about who you decide to bed at the end of the night and nothing more. Happy Pride Day. Happy Pride Day. I mean, look at these poor kids. These poor kids have to stand there waving these flags. They look like they're they're 
being. They'd never. That 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 is. Uh, I can't imagine being suffocated by that walking through the door and just being a normal boy or girl and seeing all of these histrionic women, these uh, borderline personality women, and of course the men who go along with it. They're just masochists. They they just love being turned into into uh, heel biting slaves. They love it. The men are just masochists. But if the women, you're talking about Man. borderline personality tyrants, and, um, and and evil. and they hate, yeah, they hate people who don't who aren't obedient. That's the problem. They hate it. There's a Dr. Phil clip we'll end with today. It's old. I've seen this already, but it makes sense. There's a fifth grade teacher on here who's making some really great points. Transgender boys who might not have their own money to go buy tampons. If they're provided free in the bathroom, it's it's a huge plus. Men do not menstruate. Only women menstruate. Now, you can call yourself Cis whatever you don't want. don't menstruate, but trans men do menstruate. No, Same they as non-binary people. <clears throat> Only women. Menstruating is not exclusive yes, to it cis is. women. No, it's not. Yes, it is. So explain you're, to me as to why my body if menstruated you are, at If some your point, chromosomes then. are XX and you're young, you menstruate. No. If you're XY, you don't. Correct, but what about trans men and non-binary? They're not men. A it's a costume. They're, they're women dressed as men. Yeah. You're not a man. It's a you can pretend it's to be a, a man, and that's okay. That's, that's not an adult. Fine. That it's not a healthy adult that speaks like this. You, you are, li you can literally say the same thing. There is nothing different than this person. If this person went up there and said that, no, this on Halloween night I dressed as a ninja turtle, therefore I am a turtle. You know, everybody across the board would say, okay, this person, okay. Everybody across the board would call her nuts. But because this is the, the orthodoxy for a political death cult, and we're talking about men who are dressing up in women's costumes and vice versa, and they'll still sometimes go as far as lopping off pieces of their body or uh, 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 or pasting something on. And they say, no, 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 no. Men can menstruate when really it's just a woman in a costume or or vice versa. And now there's a split in consensus. That is psychological subversion to degrees we probably have not seen in many hundreds of years. And there's, yeah, here, here. Live your life. <laughs> Tell me what a man is. Well, what's a man to you? You define a man for me. You have chromosomes that are X and Y. That's what a man is. So why are we just looking at the... the the, the science of this as an the example, science. when when we've learned sex and gender sex. identity are two very, they're completely different things. They're not completely they different. They are completely science. different. Completely different words. And sex <laughs> is what you're born with, the sexual reproductive organs you have. Gender is what you identify with. They're completely different Well, I don't accept things. that distinction. You have to argue for it. You're just giving a conclusion. You're, you're just making it up. People, the people who hate the truth People who hate the truth are because they see they see the truth as hateful. If, if you want to identify in any way you can, you're free to do so. But that does not mean that the rest of us have to join that illusion. You disagree. I disagree with you, and so you call it hate. But there's no hate in my heart at all. So that's you fun. are being hateful when you tell somebody that identifies okay. as a man that they're not a man. That's not that hateful. Is hateful. That's a fact. Trans. <laughs> You're talking, I mean, see, he is talking, he's talking to a three and a half year old child in a 30 something year old body that obviously has been tailored to look ambiguous or, uh, you know, signal virtue signal in some way. The entire costume is is married to an ideology that needs to be, for example, for example, it's the only thing that we talk about here. Oh, man, gay, straight, we're all the same. All right, so then why do you need to have hypersexualized everything to be a, the only way that they can show themselves to be gay? It's true. If you if you have a if you're if you're you know you get off with members of the same sex and that's how you're spending your private time, there is very few ways that somebody could know that about you unless you're close with them and you actually share that part of your life. Which is the way it should life. be. <laughs> but walking around, and walking around the and... parades and all that stuff, why are they hypersexualized? 
because it's the only thing that ir- there is different. And they want to be noticed and push it down people's throats. Therefore, it needs to all be about sex. That's all this is. And and and, and because all these things that they're trying to talk about being, you know, realities are are really not and you can't find any metric to to measure it. They have to hypersexualize themselves. They have to turn some. They have to deal with costumes and symbols and makeup and all that shit because otherwise they just slink back into the obscurity of the mundane and they don't want to be that. So um, I, I just laugh at them all as well as pity them. I pity the ones who are suffering in silence. The people on Dr. Phil over there, they're laughable. They're just children. And uh, and they need to be, you know, quietly put in their place like you would talk to a three-year-old. Everybody else is just scared of being like everybody else. Which is very weird. That's it for today, Frank. You have been listening to the Dark to Light podcast with Red Sun. Frankie Val on the draw. Oh, one real quick thing, uh, Tracy, because it has to do with Uncover DC. Tonight on my show... I have um, I have Marley Hornick, who's oh. coming in, into the studio. Oh wow! Uh, from uh, Audit NY, and we're going to be talking about the voter rolls in New York being a national security interest uh, uh, to, to the whole country, and a lot of that conversation is going to be based on the work that was published at Uncover DC by Wendy and. Yep. Uh, So Marley Hornick on tonight on Quite Frankly. Marley's fantastic. You're going to have a great interview with her. She's going to be really great. So that's going to be a good show. Everybody, make sure you tune in to uh, Frank's show tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time on on quitefrankly.tv, or you can go over to Rumble and check it out there. You can hear this podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com, or catch it live Monday through Friday, or Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Rumble, Twitter, and Getter. We'll be back here on Friday. Later.